Hey, everybody, this is Sean Harwell. You are listening to the Never Heard of It podcast, podcast where we talk about movies that have fallen through our cracks and yours. And today is episode 50.5. And uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit different. We do news and just sometimes reviews and things that are popping up in the world of film and TV that maybe uh, you missed or you're excited about in these little mini episodes. We keep them short. And I am joined in all of this adventure by the one, the only, the never lonely, Craig Moorhead. How are you, Craig? Uh, I'm doing all right, Sean. Are you Are you ever lonely? Uh, I've been lonely. I've been. I lonely didn't mean to make sometimes. that assumption. I just sometimes yeah. I feel lonely, even though I'm in in the middle of a crowd. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Do you ever feel lonelier than when you're in a big city? Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah. let's not dwell on that. Uh, <laughs> no not. one tuned in to hear about how lonely we are. Um, they already know. They already know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're listening to us because they're feeling lonely now. They don't need this. H- how are you doing, Sean? I'm doing great. Do you want a terrible segue? Sure. Let's do it. You know where you'll never be lonely? Where's that? On Facebook. Oh, <laughs> And nice. where you can like our page for the podcast mm-hmm. uh, you can check us out on youtube instagram twitter we're elsewhere we're maybe not the best at keeping all that stuff up to date but we're pretty good we're pretty close right not and very good a little no. bit closer well we, yeah. <laughs> we had a little technical difficulty with youtube page but i think i've got it all straightened out so we're getting all those episodes back up there okay. and uh you can find links to all of that where craig uh in your dreams where else craig you can you find links to all of our uh, episodes at our website, neverheardpodcast.com. That's it. Uh, we, we don't have comments uh, enabled there because, you know, people, what these comments, what's the deal? Mm. But mm. if you want to suggest something, you got something out there uh, you think we haven't heard of, you think it's worth looking at, people should see it, let us know, and uh, and then we'll, we'll at least spread it out to like 40 or 50 people. Maybe more. Maybe even more. Well, Craig, let's jump right into what we're going to talk about this week primarily because I'm very excited to hear mm-hmm. about your experience watching Dunkirk last night. And mm. I know you went to a special screening. I have not seen it yet. It is uh, definitely at the top of my list of things to see this summer, period. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, just glancing online, not looking for spoilers and not seeking it out. Mm-hmm. I've already seen one headline say it's one of the best war movies ever made and mm-hmm. another headline that said that Christopher Nolan's finally reached the heights of, of Stanley Kubrick. Hmm. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's worth taking all that for a grain of salt. Obviously, we're going to hear what you thought, and that'll be the final word on the whole matter. Yeah, but you we'll know, settle that. Things like that tend to, to, to happen over time, those sort of like decisions about whether something is the best at something or even comparing it to Kubrick because obviously you know, staying within the genre. Full Metal Jacket was not the most well-received movie when it came out. So, True. Craig, yeah. better or worse than Full Metal Jacket? Dunkirk, go. It's tough, Sean. Yeah, don't don't even oh. start with that. I want to hear about the screening itself because it okay. sounds pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. And uh, first, I have to send thanks out to our longtime listener, uh, first-time inviter of me to an IMAX film, <laughs> Uh, Jason Orfanon, who uh, yes. he works at 
Smithsonian. He is a uh, all-around good dude. I'll say that. And anyway, he, being a Smithsonian employee, being a friend of, uh, I believe, the projectionist there, uh, who sounds like a super rad guy, and I really want to meet him too. Jason uh, was able to go to the screening and, you know, could have a plus one. And he didn't even think at all of his wife, his wonderful wife, Erin. He was like, Craig, Craig is the one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that I want to spend my evening with. So, no, but he he invited me, uh, and the screening was at the uh, Air and Space Museum uh, in beautiful downtown D.C. I live in and around D.C. But yeah, so, uh, you know, it's it's a great museum anyway. It it tends to be the one we end up at. For some reason, it seems, I don't know, maybe the most kid-friendly. There's just so many cool airplanes hanging around. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, That particular night, that was last night. Uh, it was mostly just cool people hanging around. Wow, Sean, with some uh, excellent catering, I recommend the chicken fingers. Uh, no, thank you. Th- there okay. were no. There was a, there was a, a short rib sliders. Had a Look huge out. plate of tiny burger-looking uh, short rib sliders that were quite amazing. They also had a taco bar, which I didn't get into. Now, see, um, I think they should have gone theme. Mm-hmm. And had like uh, ready to eat meals or what do they call those? Like the, the soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what you, you should have been eating, dude. That or just like bowls of Dirt. like sea foam, yeah, and sand, <laughs> and <laughs> with, the taste with of like your own feathers blood. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Well, I mean, just get us in the mood and then just like crank up the AC. Yeah. Okay. So after the sliders and the taco bar, right, uh, right. What was the next best thing? Well, the next best thing was then the, there was a uh, a kerfuffle. Said it right yeah. around the yes, thank you. The, uh, around the fact that that Chris Nolan is is here. He's here. He's wow. here now. He's out. He's on the floor. He's here now. He's so here. Jason and I are like, well, that's that's intriguing. And then uh, one of his friends comes over. She, being much more bold than we, apparently just elbowed her way into a crowd and got a photo with him. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So we were admiring that and and considering going over and, and getting such a, a photo as well. But then, I don't know, other things stood in the way. There were lots of wonderful people to talk to beforehand. Everyone was very excited to see this movie. There was, It was a really huge crowd. There were a lot of familiar faces. Dr. Ben Carson was there. I don't know if really? you know him. No He's a, okay. He is the, yeah. the nation's top neurosurgeon, also mm-hmm. the nation's top housing and urban development guy. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly, those two. Yeah, uh, and and there was there was sort of a lot of mm, Ben Carson's here. Like that was kind of the feeling. Oh really? Well, no matter who you talk to, it's kind of like <laughs> Ben Carson's here. You're so, Washington uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, he, you know, he really didn't ruin the night or anything. But uh, so it was, uh, yeah, a lively crowd, a large crowd. Most people were dressed better than I was. But then, uh, but then word went around that they were going to open the doors soon. And Sean, when you're going to see an IMAX movie. At least it's my feeling. It's my preference. I don't want to sit in the front row. Especially not for an IMAX war film, I would Mm-mm. imagine. Yeah, so, uh, so we gathered by the doors. They opened them. There was a great flood of people. And, uh, and so we went and sat in the very back nice. of, of this, just this gargantuan theater. I mean, if you've been in a real IMAX theater, you know how impressive that screen is. So it, it's, it was not going to be projected on film. It was projected with... Are you ready for this? Lasers, 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 lasers. lasers. Okay. There were warnings on doors about class four lasers. It was very intimidating. Wow. 
very uh, very frightening. What is the warning? Is don't look back at the projector. You you might die. Well, no, just just uh, don't don't walk in this room. There are class four lasers being handled, and I don't know. I mean, is that oh, okay. is that worse than like a laser pointer? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's worse than class three. And then we had some fine introductions from some fine folks, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and of course, Mister Nolan himself came up, a very soft spoken gentleman to tell us that he was very proud of his film which i was glad to hear because yeah, be a weird it's thing. a real bummer when he's like this thing sucks you're gonna watch it <laughs> so, but you're in here now so watch Suck. it and then and then the movie began and how big of a one direction fan are you uh you know what it's funny i'm not a big one direction fan but uh there was quite a bit of buzz about the fact that harry styles is in the movie yes from from several people we ran into to the point where Jason made some some very clever jokes about uh, suggesting to the folks that uh, Harry Styles was going to be in attendance. Oh God! And like, a riot. yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like I kind of knew, you know, that either that, that that might be a joke, it might not be a joke. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how big a deal this particular thing is. But certain folks definitely took that very seriously <laughs> and were very excited yeah. to the point where you kind of had to like shut it down immediately. No, 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 he's not here. Like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not here. Well, I have read that that Christopher Nolan did not know who the hell he was prior to casting him. And that that would seem to bear out. Good. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I don't want to get into reviewing everything quickly, sure. but since we're talking, actually, I'm really not going to review it much at all because I think that's best. I don't want to ruin what there is to ruin. But I will say this for Game of Thrones fans. I vastly prefer this singer's role to the Ed Sheeran thing that happened <laughs> in the season premiere, which was just bizarre. I haven't seen it yet, but and made no yeah, sense. Poor Ed Sheeran. I've, I've seen nothing but negative, yeah. negative comments about that. And I mean, it's not like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, I guess it's not his fault. He might be a fine person. Anyway, I, I won't. I won't ruin that for you either. You can enjoy oh, that. Great. So without the review, Harry, Harry Styles did not hold up a, a cd of his latest album he didn't he, he he was actually quite good that's awesome to hear and the movie yeah. overall did you enjoy it i did enjoy it sean good i did i'm gonna hype you down though okay like that's this is my this is sort of my pep talk where i i de-excite people so that they enjoy it even more i hope mm-hmm. like i read there, there was one particular i, I was going through uh, rotten tomatoes reviews Maura McDonald from the Seattle Times, uh, a top critic at Rotten Tomatoes. And, I mean, she shares a sentiment that many other critics do. Okay. But here's the quote. The quote that they pulled from, from hers was, you disappear inside of it and it changes you as all great movies do. Wow. And, like, and I've, like I've heard a lot of stuff like that on par. I don't mean to actually single her out like she did something wrong. Oh, no. I mean... Comparing it to Cooper, People have, obviously she's got company with <laughs> oh, sure. hyperbole at this yeah. point. Yeah. I'll say this. That did not occur for me. You're not, <laughs> that, you're not changed? You didn't turn into like a werewolf? It did not go that okay, far. Good. Yeah. Your DNA is still intact? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> my name's the same. When I walked out, my clothes were the same. Sure. I did not disappear inside of it. But there are, there are uh, various possible reasons for that. For one... And I found this out uh, afterwards, uh, or I found out why afterwards. But for one, the sound design is very good, mm-hmm. first of all. But it was incredibly loud. Yeah. 
like, you know, when you reach that limit where you're like, that's a little too loud for what we're doing here. And it's a war movie. Like, I expect it to be very loud. It was much louder than that. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I found out later that apparently whenever they they had the Interstellar, they had a screening when Interstellar came out Mm -hmm. in the same theater. And apparently uh, Dr. Nolan went up beforehand and, like, just took all, like, the like went to the soundboard and just like cranked it up. <laughs> Turn it to 11. Uh, yeah, I, w- <laughs> I want it all on 11. And I mean, it sounded like we were at, it sounded like you would, if you looked up at a speaker, you would just see sparks flying out of it. Like there was a constant <laughs> subwoofer rumble. Yeah. That like is when a subwoofer is being overloaded. It was just like, like just a speaker vibrating and, and so loud. Yeah. And then, and then a bomb would drop. And it would get deeper and louder. It was kind of exhausting for it to be that loud. And and That's a part true. of me was wondering, in a theater where it was sort of an optimal volume, maybe, and not just pushed beyond the limits of <laughs> sound, like w- would would I have been more swept into the movie? Because every, like every now and again, like something would would pop or rumble and i'd be like man those speakers and that's what i'd be thinking about you'd be worried that it was gonna like fall in your head (laughs) yeah yeah well you know like who's it sounds like you saw it the way he intended it i i mean no doubt about it it. well minus the 70 millimeter presentation but right i mean no no doubt about it like it it definitely seems like he wanted it always to be well he said as much he wanted to make it as a just a pure suspense film, just beginning to end. Like Pearl Harbor. Well, that, and he, he used that as a model. He actually based this on Pearl Harbor. Interesting. <laughs> no, no, but you know, and, 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 and so that's the thing. Here's the thing to me. In our world, we already have, in terms of, you know, our old war movies, uh, in recent memory, mm-hmm. we have Thin Red Line, which is fantastic. And we have Saving Private Ryan, which I also find to be fantastic. Sure. Maybe two sides of the same coin. I don't know. One is definitely going for the patriotic core of your heart to some extent. And the other is, is I feel like it's going after bigger things. But between those two things, there's not a lot of like amazing war movie left over that someone <laughs> needs to cover. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. Um, I mean, that genre, obviously, the stories uh, have been told and continue to be told. Which I think is good. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of most curious about with this movie. I think is like, what type of war movie are we getting exactly? Like, where does it kind of fall right. in the pantheon of the classics? So, sure, um, it sounds like maybe you're still kind of figuring that out, or maybe it's. I'm sure it, it's its own oh, animal, I'm definitely in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, both of those. Like, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely thinking it through, mm-hmm. and 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 really, like all these, all these reviews are kind of what kind of keep me going like yeah, I, I yeah. know i need to watch it again and and no matter what there is a facet of this movie and i really hope it's not spoiled for people it's not a moment it's it's in the entire movie but there's a facet of this movie that for a war film has definitely never been done before wow and at the very least kept my interest very high that's great you know i mean i mean performances are great it looks beautiful mm. There's plenty of things that are interesting. I, I, I can't necessarily say there's anything that you haven't seen before. You know what I mean? Sure. You're, you're, you're not going to be like, this isn't the movie that's going to introduce you to the, the horrors of war. Yeah. We've been down that road now numerous times. So 
and, and he was saying this, and I, I wonder if this would make a, more of a difference, this movie would make more of a difference to someone uh, born British, mm-hmm. grew up in England, uh, because apparently this is a story that everyone knows very early on, and it's almost mythological. Okay. Um, it's like D-Day. And, for, you know, yeah, and, and, and would it just... Because it, it's, it's a very moving story, and I feel like, you know, if, if Spielberg had gotten his hands on it, he would have wrung out every possible tear. Yeah. Like, there, there are constant opportunities for that. And I, it didn't feel terribly emotional to me, though. Like, this ride did not feel... I, I definitely got tense, and I definitely got scared and worried for people. But, I mean, but, like, the tagline on the poster... What is it? When 400,000 men couldn't make it home, home came for them? I will tell you, as far as I'm concerned, that's the as emotional as the movie gets is the tagline on the poster. Interesting. But there's lots of good stuff inside. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely, like, when, once you've seen it, I'd love to maybe even have another conversation about sure. it. Sure, and I hope to soon. I'm, I'm just, Obviously, I think by the time this drops, uh, people will be talking about it in spades. I am mm-hmm. curious. So Christopher Nolan did a Q&A afterwards. Any yeah. real gems from that or anything that kind of sticks out? Did he talk at all about his movie influences for this movie, for Don Cart? Well, yeah. Thin Red Line was definitely one. Actually, th- those two were yeah, definitely okay. in the mix. And I can't remember him saying anything else in terms of the, the influences, but I mean... Well, and no, that's not true. I mean, he was talking about going back uh, say, to like, movies. Yeah, you would go going, back, way back, and look at... So many great well, even silent films, yeah. uh, because a, a lot of this movie is not—it's not a dialogue-heavy movie at all. And so, kind of going back to that and and kind of finding that 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 language to use and, and how to set it up. And and he talked about his own um, like he's he's been working on this for a long time. Okay, uh, and and wanting to do this story for a long time. Apparently, he and his wife had had this very scary nineteen hours, uh, I believe, in the English Channel uh, near Dunkirk, where. Hmm. They had gone out for just like there was supposed to be like an eight hour an eight hour tour, as our famous Gilligan's Island says. But um, sure. and they and the the water and the conditions being so bad that it it was a nineteen hour ordeal. God. And he was like, the stakes were nowhere near as high as the actual you know nineteen forty Dunkirk story. Mm-hmm. And yet every moment we were out there felt so dangerous, and th- and that was a feeling that he wanted to capture. And I think he definitely does that. He. He definitely does that. Cool. <laughs> I know. I keep wanting to launch into like, like when he did, but we're not going to, um, we're not going to do that. I know. Uh, did yeah. he talk about the presentation of it all as far as like the 70 millimeter and sh- his decision to shoot in IMAX and all that kind of stuff? I mean, obviously no. he strikes and, me as a purist and I think that's well documented uh, yeah. for being a fan of film as opposed to digital at this moment in time. That was a question I was going to ask, but it was never opened up to the audience, oh, okay. which kind of sucked. Well, I was going to. Yeah, uh, I was just getting ready to say. Well, and who asked a question that was really just an excuse for them to talk about themselves? <laughs> because people always do that. Q&As. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, when I made my film, blah 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 blah. It's not uh, even it was that. very difficult. Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. they would probably welcome somebody talking about a movie they made. It's just always like something ridiculous. Well, uh, we did read, read recently. I, I sent you an article where mm-hmm. he was quoted. I think at another Q and A or interview. And sort of lashed out at Netflix a little bit, um, saying, quote, uh, the only platform I'm interested in and talking about is theatrical exhibition and mentioning mm-hmm. specifically that he felt like uh, Netflix was was actively trying to dismantle 
the theater business, you know, calling out the fact that, yes, they put movies day and day in a few theaters, but that they, to him, it felt like they were aggressively trying to get mm-hmm. a leg up and, and hurt that side of the business. I don't know. It, it comes off kind of cranky. <laughs> Sure, it, and it's hard not to take that position and be looked at as as a bit like uh, the get off my lawn kind of guy. Sure. A little bit. We've talked about that before. You know, I definitely yeah. think and and hope that Netflix will open uh, things up to theaters a, a bit more. Just do a bigger release. I just watched War Machine the other night and really kind of enjoyed it. And yeah, uh, yeah I, don't, I, I I wonder even that with Brad Pitt like. How's it doing on on their service versus how it might have done if it had done had an extended release in the theater? Yeah. But we should point out, you know, this article which was on the Verge mentioned that mm. you know there there was definitely some some comments from other f- filmmakers about Nolan's comments. One of which I thought the best was from Anna, uh, Ava DuVernay, who mentioned that well, you know, it's all great unless you don't have access to a theater, you know. And I immediately thought of like, oh, yeah, when I was growing up in my small town, we had to drive a half an hour every time to go see a movie, basically, because, you know, we had two screens. And if the movie wasn't playing there, even if it was, they weren't the best in town. Um, Right. So that now has changed completely. Um, You know, obviously, the access is there. Well, and that's an interesting thing, because for me, on the one hand, I like the fact that we at least have a guy who's, I don't know, being hard-nosed about it. 100%, yes. You know? Yeah, I don't fully agree with him either for very much that same reason. Because, yeah, I mean, I mean the availability, it's, it's amazing. Like, I mean, as a kid, or I guess I should say, like, more in the teenage years, where it's like, I really started getting into weird stuff, and it was hard to find weird stuff. Yeah. Certainly to watch it in a theater, was almost impossible, oh, yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. But yeah, I mean, uh, to just be able to find it so easily and watch it in your home and, and I mean, rewatch it and rewatch it is pretty amazing. But yeah, exactly. Like, I, I like the fact there's a guy who's like, I'm going to shoot all film and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not into this whole thing. So good. I mean, uh, yeah. let's, let's, yeah, let's keep that working. I know. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know why it would, uh, I guess it didn't really offend anybody. I don't think so, but, and I think, but, yeah, she, but she makes a good point. Yeah, I, I think he's respected enough that you know even people that disagree with him are going to do so, yeah, poignantly or without completely writing him off as just a blowhard or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, I you know I, I continue to just be kind of hopeful that both models will continue to exist and coexist, and I don't really see why they can't. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see by the end of this year what the total box office look like and, and just the number of people that are going to movies where that kind of falls um, and see what those numbers are. Then they can duke it out. Duke it. Craig, I think that is a pretty juicy, Nolan-heavy episode <laughs> we got here, man. I don't really have anything else to add to it other than I'm excited to see Dunkirk. Yeah. And this episode was brought to you by Warner Brothers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no, uh, it definitely was not. And I'm curious to see the movie more now and then talk about it with you because it sounds like you got some things you're, you're anxious to get off your chest, uh, at least about maybe why the movie did not engage you as emotionally as you'd hoped. Or maybe we'll see yeah. what it looks like after a second viewing, too. 
yeah, no, definitely looking forward to uh, talking about it. Yeah, and I look forward to hearing people say that you're entirely wrong. <laughs> I feel like me too. That's going to happen no matter Absolutely. what with, with Nolan's movies. There's going to be a camp that uh, I think follows him in any any particular battle and uh, sure. supports everything he does, which is good. And I think he's earned he's earned that audience. So, yeah. Did he say what he was making next? By the way. He said that he was going to take on the eighth, uh, ninth police academy wow. movie. Wow! Now that, that is a, a left he turn. sort of has a new take on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he can do he can do whatever he wants now. Yeah. And he just feels like, uh, no, no, there was nothing mentioned. He is he is all Dunkirk all the time. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I, I guess as he should be. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Craig, for telling us about your awesome night at the opera. And, Anytime. Uh, yeah, check out all the recent episodes. Number 50, we talked about The Perfect Host, small film with David Hyde Pierce that is streaming on Netflix right now. You can check it out there and then go listen to that episode. We had some bones to pick with that movie, I think, but overall thought it was pretty interesting. And, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to get your oh, yeah. your feedback on that and where you guys kind of fall on that particular one and then uh, visit the website you can see everything we got going on there please do do you think you would have survived Dunkirk Craig not the movie the actual I did survive the movie um yeah. <laughs> boy it's a good question Sean let's wait we'll get the answer it's a good question I, for sure I would not have wanted to be there well that, said. does that go without saying yeah Okay. Well I guess those are, those are our last words. That's it. Yeah. Maybe. We don't want to be a Dunkirk. Yeah. That's what we got to say. I mean, come on. Man. Yeah. Jesus. No fun. All right, guys. Till next time. We'll see you.